love that. Do you love that? I love that. Awesome. Good place to start then. Welcome to another episode of Key in the Lake podcast. This is Jake, one of your hosts, along with Wilson Torres, who's always here with me, co-hosting. Hello, world. Is that all you have to say to the world? Just right now. No spitting bars yet? Uh, No, no. That'll come to me one day. Awesome. It'll be on a Friday. On a Friday. Yeah. We are recording on a Tuesday, an irregular Tuesday recording, but we still have whiskey in hand, and we still have a guest with us, too. Yes, sir. With us today is Bob Zacharias. What's happening, fellas? How are we doing today? Doing great. Good. Beautiful afternoon. Gorgeous. Taco truck outside of the Three-legged tacos, oh, shout out. Yeah. Whiskey on the table. We're, we're good. I think we're all good I'm, to go. I'm, Bob I'm is happy a, to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Bob is thanks for the beverage yes. director. Yeah, thanks for saying <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're, I think, the first oh. beverage director we've had on. This is um, the first beverage director. Yeah. Prior to that was Jared, who's an actual establishment owner. Yeah, true. Good you point. Know, He's so. proprietor of a sorts. But, but um, now we got the guy that does the dirty work. Yeah, absolutely. And Bob works at Fountainhead, which is one of the best Chicago uh, whiskey bars, in my opinion. Shout uh, out especially to up here on the north side, which kind of fosters... We're back to fostering. I, I can get the word out of my head now after talking about it yesterday. I wrote it down in my notebook. <laughs> Thank I you. I write down words that I've never heard okay. and or have used <laughs> in the English language, right. which is a good 70% of them. Right, right. So <laughs> I remember <laughs> yesterday. But um, what you guys do is curate, I think, one of the best like. Yeah. Neighborhood establishments for coming in and creating community at a whiskey bar here in the city. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's a, it's a lot of fun and certainly a lot of work. Um, but yeah, uh, our goal is to, to you know provide a great experience for people and uh, get people into stuff that maybe they've never had before. Yeah. Maybe yeah. things that they like and uh, whether they want something that is incredibly affordable or they want to go high end, um, try new things. It's uh, it's all about creating an experience for guests and whether that's through whiskey, beer, food. Uh, we want people to leave there feeling like they've had a great time and want to come back. Definitely. That's true. That's Speaking of whiskey, we yeah. are drinking some whiskey. What are we so before yeah. we start, yeah, cheers, though. Cheers, first. guys. Yeah, All right. Cheers. cheers. Uh, yeah, so cheers. this is um, our uh, one of our Fountainhead picks. This is our Fountainhead Russell's Reserve single barrel uh, made at Wild Turkey. Uh, this is sitting at uh, 55%, 110 proof, oh, that's good. which I think really nice. uh, for the, this pick, it goes down really yeah, easy yeah, at 110. Nice. Uh, we were fortunate enough to go down to Wild Turkey and pick this out with Eddie Russell. Awesome. Uh, walked oh, with cool. walked with him through the different warehouses and picking out a bunch of different barrels and wow. tasting right cool. from the source was a was a great experience. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, the, super the fun. Thief. Did um, you handle the whiskey thief, or we were just like uh, they, they did let us? Uh, Eddie did most of the work, Eddie, but, they, okay. but they let us they let us have our little fun, you know. Yeah, classic wild turkey mash bill, 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley, uh, aged in uh, heavily charred alligator char barrels. Uh, we're sitting oh, nice. just nice. about 10 years on this guy. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we're really excited about this pick. Um, we actually just picked out our next Russell's Reserve single barrel with Eddie. Uh, he was up for Whiskey Week. Yeah. Um, and so the day of Whiskey Fest, we met those guys down there and picked out another barrel. So that'll be arriving in July. Really? Oh, nice. Uh, okay. And Eddie should be coming back in town around that time. So we're hoping to do a release with him on the rooftop. <laughs> That's cool. Should so we, you're the reason why he wasn't at Whiskey Fest. Should we, right, right. I heard a lot of the Masters Distillers didn't show up this year. Uh, uh, there, was a f- there was a few. Eddie actually was there for a little bit. Okay, was he? Eddie was there for a little bit, yeah. But... Um, He's at Delilah's the night before. He was right. at Delilah's the night before. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we we're fortunate. Yeah, we have pictures. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have pictures. Didn't D- sign anything, though. Didn't sign um, anything for you? He didn't sign oh. anything. He's on my chest. I didn't ask, though, either. Oh. So. Uh, we should have. But yeah, great family, uh, yeah, great yeah. place. You know, I mean, those guys are making some, some killer stuff. And yeah. we're starting to see a lot of... Uh, kind of one-offs and, and um, more age statement stuff, older stock stuff yeah. coming out from those guys and doing some more rare releases and everything, you know? That's and, cool. I um, think that's where they evolve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
thing. They're the old school OG, you know, of the whiskey game, of the bourbon game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that, what you just mentioned, I think sep- separates them yeah. from the rest I of the I was actually listening to a podcast before coming here, or yesterday, coincidentally, not knowing you're going to bring Russell's, but <laughs> um, Bruce, uh, Eddie's son, yeah. right? Um, is that right? Yes. Yeah, I believe he's... Son or nephew. Yeah, I always get confused. Might be, might be nephew. He might, might be nephew. Son or nephew. But he's their American <laughs> brand ambassador. Yes, exactly. Yep, yep. Um, he was talking about how uh, his dad and grandpa, or whatever the relationship yep. may be, um, they weren't really happy with what came out in the late 80s and the 90s of the product, but now they're so much more involved because they love what they're producing at the actual distillery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people look at uh, Wild Turkey and they look at 101. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at classic, you know, classic uncut, yeah. kind of punch you in your face bourbon. Definitely, and then yeah. um, I think over the course of maybe 10 years ago or so, you started um, seeing or hearing that it became a little bit more... Um, it was uh, not low-brow, I would say, but it was more of like your beer-in-a-shot whiskey, yep, you know? That's true. And uh, I think that now over the last 10 years, they have really innovated and um, coming out with a bunch of different products, and Eddie's hands are on a lot of barrels, and Jimmy, and I mean, those guys are masters. And so um, uh, I think they, you know, for a brief period of time, I wouldn't even say it was a, a bad rap by, by any means, but... Um, yeah, it had this reputation of kind of more like almost like a biker scene to right, it. Right, exactly. Tough guy mentality. Yes, exactly. You see yep. it in like those kind of movies. And mm-hmm. I think they even had a promotion, I feel like, one at one point with like yeah. a guy in a biker vest and all that sitting in a bar. Mm. But the kind of counterplay, they actually had one where the guy was uh, kind of like soft-spoken, I think. He was wearing like a biker vest. Okay. And a while <laughs> right, right. Like, give him the bird, something like that, that campaign they had a couple of years ago. Yeah. And yeah, Isn't had a, there an ad? Yeah, give him the bird was like the connotation. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah, give him the bird. Yeah. Like I've never that. seen yeah. that. Yeah, I remember my, my first. <coughs> it's a vintage. Uh, it's on a vintage mm. e- eBay. Oh, whatever. really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's an old school it's calling old school, back to. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, my first interaction, I think, with Wild Turkey was I was like 23 and driving around San Diego with some friends, and he always got a bottle of, uh, of 101 in his back seat. <laughs> right, yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, he's a degenerate you know, comedian traveling back and forth doing shows, and he's like, Do you want a shot of whiskey? I'm like, not right now. No, right. Not as I'm driving uh, through a highway I'm not very familiar with. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of – it had more of that, like, uh, I guess, I don't know, rebel mentality. Exactly. Um, yep, yep, rebel it. mentality, right. But now it's like you have Russell's, and what we're drinking right here today is yeah. one of the finest bourbons you can have. Yeah. No, they're an amazing family. Amazing surprise. Uh, uh, great experience going yeah. down there and, and hanging How out with How many barrel picks guys. have you done with them? Uh, this will be our – this upcoming one will be our second. Okay. okay. Yeah. The one, the one that will be in coming July. in July. That just, okay. That'll be our second. That'll be a 10-year as well? Uh, I think it's just under 10. Okay. Just under 10. Just under 10. Great. Yes. Yeah. So we're excited about it. Hopefully it turns out great. Yeah. Absolutely. How do, how, yeah. do you, how do you determine, like, of – as you guys stated earlier, I mean, you guys have a phenomenal offering. How do you determine – I was like, we need to do a barrel pick with – a, B, C, mm-hmm. or is it just hand, is it something you decide on your own, Bob, or is that something you? No, I think it's it's definitely do? a team decision, team and that um, <clears throat> involves obviously um, my brother Aaron, who's yep. our proprietor and managing Aaron, partner. Yeah. You know, he's still um, is heavily involved in that as well, and okay. so um, we usually have a, a team of at least three of us. Um, the last couple picks, um, we've actually picked with uh, Ambrosia Borowski, who's the general manager over at the Northman Cider Pub. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, uh, Susan, who was in my position over at Fountainhead when I was managing the bar and so we always try to have a team together, and gotcha. so it's, it's cool. not just one person singular decision. So is the barrel uh, split between the three locations? You, we, yeah, we'll, we'll split them up a little bit. Sweet. Yeah, um, that's nice. Depending on you know um, how, much, how much how much we get yeah. and how much yeah. we're going through, but um, it'll be distributed through at least through Fountainhead and the Bar and Buena, nice. um, and the Northman might get a little bit as well. Cool. So um, cool. so yeah, I think it's a, a combination of maybe you know sourcing out brands and say, hey, this is a brand we really want to work. 
work with. Sometimes yeah. it might be a brand that might come to us and say, hey, we'd love to do a single pick with you guys and yeah. have you guys at the distillery. And we're like, all right, this might be fun. And mm -hmm. there are certainly times where we've, where we've sampled a bunch of barrels and, and didn't, didn't find one we loved. Oh. And we end up not doing one. Um, that that doesn't happen that often, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it doesn't yeah. happen that often. Yeah, without and, naming names, what was that experience like? What were you, yeah. what were you looking for or what didn't you find? Right, so I think it's... Um, the, or you can the, name names too. Right? No, want, no, 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 no. I won't, won't, won't name names. <laughs> wasn't and it's, and me. It's not even that Just the, you guys the, know. It wasn't might, me. Right. And it might not even be that. Uh, maybe that. Not that. Uh, a knock on the quality yeah. of the spear. It just might not be something that knocks our socks off. It might be something that might be at a, a higher price point. Yeah. That yeah. you know we're going to have to sell off prem at ninety ninety five dollars a bottle, and yeah. we're going to have to sell on on the shelf at fifteen dollars a pour. Yeah. yeah. And you know it's a, it's an investment because we we buy the barrel all at one time. Yep. We pretty much bring everything in within within thirty days. So it's yeah. it's a it's a decent so amount of money. A, you take a oh, yeah. barrel drop and you just it's start large, working. It's a large yep. investment. So, so yeah. in some barrels, in some barrels, it's you know not many people do that. Eight thousand dollars. So yeah. opening up your menu for like whiskey that you had a few weeks ago, a month ago, and mm -hmm. saying like here was it. 30 ish? It was about 30, yeah. 30, yeah, 30 single picks. Right. And there's a few of those that we had totally gone off of, yeah. totally ran out of. Because you were just drying out of the McKenna at that point, I believe. Yep. We went through our entire last bottle of our single barrel of Henry McKenna that we picked out in 2013. Wow. And that was the very last bottle. And that whole, and that, and that one night. for the San Francisco Spirit Awards. Exactly, <laughs> right? I know. Well, that I was know. just recent, wasn't it? It was, well, it was, what, like the night or two before yeah, that whiskey week started? Yeah. Um, yep. That was announced that it was best in show but and best their bourbon. But your pick was from 2013. Yep. Or was it? It was 2000. Our pick bottled was, in 2013. Our pick was bottled in 2013. Wow. It was barreled in 2003. Wow! And that was a 10 year and single so barrel. Ten year single barrel. And it had much different quality to it than the I actual. Well, that. I mean, obviously, no one, not many people, tried the individual batch of whiskey that won that award. Um, it right. was a single barrel pick. Right. So uh, maybe had it, like 170 bottles, if that. You know. Exactly. But um, trying that 10 year from this year versus trying your barrel pick. There was many different notes to it. Um, right. Try to think about a, probably a week span difference, but okay. I remember getting a lot of spearmint taste from your barrel pick mm -hmm. and really refreshing quality to it. Yep. Where the ten year um, from this year was, or from twenty eighteen, was more kind of a a light finish. It was okay. it didn't stick around, didn't remain in the palate as long as your barrel pick right. did, which okay. kind of shows the diversity of whiskey um, right. when it can be the same product but just over a number of years how it changes. It yeah, and it's a single barrel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's some of the fun of it too. And that's what sometimes mm -hmm. we might look go into a pick and say, "Hey, we might want to look at something that's that's completely unique and different than mm -hmm. than a Buffalo Trace might be." Or yeah. um, uh, for instance, we did a pick several years ago with Jim Beam, and we when we went into it, we kind of was like we wanted to taste everything, but we said we might want something that's that's really different than Jim Beam, you know, and to kind of showcase what a single barrel can do, yeah, um, and the differences in it. And um, some people may love that, some people may not like it, you know. Some people yeah. may want if they're drinking Jim Beam, they might want to drink what Jim Beam yeah. tastes like. What they do, but yeah. we want something different, yeah, you yeah. know. When and you go so, to a place like Beam. What barrels or what products are you looking for? Are you looking for the white label? Are you looking for something so, small batch? So side? it was um, it was a well, it was a single barrel pick um, with Beam, and um, but it was white label, but it was um, it was actually eight years old. Okay, so so it's kind of getting to that ten year, uh, that the black uh, black label yep, mark. Yep, it, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So it was eight years old, um, and that pick again. We did that about twenty thirteen, okay. twenty fourteen as well. Um, so it could be something that hey, this um, if it's something that's a little bit higher proof, it might work really well in a Manhattan. Yeah. And we see we might taste it like this could really work well in a Manhattan. Gotcha. So will you pick this single barrel, or this might be totally different, or 
a situation like this, like this Russell's Reserve, it just it knocked our socks off. And yeah. we're like, yep, this is it. Sometimes it's almost like a, a realization yeah. like right then. It's like, yep, this is the one. So we're going to go with this guy. Are those, I mean, I guess it sounds like both sides of, of for sales for you as a cocktail and for pouring uh, neat pours are in mind when you're going down there for all these barrel picks? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, absolutely. We're, we're trying to keep everything open. Yeah. We don't want to go down with a, a mindset of like, this is what we're, exactly what we're looking for. Okay. Um, yeah. Because then subconsciously your mind can yeah. can go one way or the other. Yeah, it's um, true. Same I way mean, we're, when we're tasting, we normally, we won't even say anything to each other until we're done with tasting oh, all of them. I like that, them. yeah. So that way we so can't, no influence there's, no, there's no subconscious influence. Nice. Um, and most surprise. of the time if we're tasting, like when we did it with Eddie or when we've gone down to Four Roses and taste with Al Young, they'll wait to give their opinion until we make our pick. That's an old school approach too. Exactly. Yeah. Like letting you yeah. come with the experience and what it evokes on mm-hmm. the palate versus, yeah. I mean, we talk um, about that a lot, almost every single podcast about letting the individual taster decide for themselves what, yeah, what it brings it to them. What do you taste? Absolutely. What are you feeling? Where does mm-hmm. it take you to? Yep. That's, uh, that, uh, so it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's one of the most rewarding experiences yeah, uh, that imagine. I've been able to have, and I'm, I'm lucky to be able to, to be able to do it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah. when you guys go down there, is it over a two-day, three-day Yeah, so like when we go, we usually try to make we try to make one to two annual trips to Kentucky a year at least, and it's usually a two- to three-day stay. I mean, it's, it's cool. quick. It's, it's, yeah. We're still there for business, and of course. we need to make sure, you know, a lot of times we have 10 a.m., 9 a.m. appointments early oh, at the distilleries, wow. and so Shit. we need to keep it. Whiskey for breakfast. Right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we, uh, we bring a Monopoly game with us, uh, and usually the night before, We'll, we'll go out for dinner and we'll come back with a couple beers and maybe yeah. a little pint of whiskey and uh, we'll play Monopoly oh, and okay. then we'll do the like old Seinfeld thing where we'll take a picture of the board so nobody messes with anything because it usually will take two nights to finish the game yeah, yeah. so we'll uh, so we'll take a picture of the board and leave it there uh, and then funny. get a good night's rest and then be the stiller in the morning sharp and, and ready to go so sure um, are, yeah. but that town I, I, the more I've gone down to Louisville and been had this, I love that yeah. area and that city's yeah. great it's uh, uh, I actually spent a lot of time there as a kid. My grandpa was an engineer for Beam. Oh, really? So I kind of spent my summers down there at least oh, two weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know was, that. It was weird, like, how I remember I was in high school. I'm like, we don't really ever do anything when we come down here other than, like, go to the mall, you go to church on Sunday, right. hang out in the backyard, you know, grill and all that stuff, have a nice family time. I was like, let's go see the city. You know, like, went to, like, Louisville, Slugger Museum, things like that, more, like, family stuff. But it wasn't until probably almost maybe even in college where you started like going to some of the restaurants when it was developing back in about 2007, 2006, right? Okay. Like, you know, more establishments were opening up based around like the whiskey scene, the food scene that would future, uh, mm-hmm. futurely develop down there, which is now amazing. It's such right. A, it is the food down there. Oh, can't sleep on the food down there. No. I mean, a lot of people think it's, it's barbecue and, and that's it, but yeah, there's a lot not of, that I remember I'm, that being I've been, been to French restaurants down there. Oh, I've yeah. been to all sorts of different nice. cuisine and the there's, food down there is killer. I'm a great American. I went for Derby. You did? You went for Derby. When? About 20 years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How was that? It was uh, a shit show. Yeah. 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 Still is. The night before yep. is a shit show. Yeah. The infield is a shit were show. Were you in the infield? I was going to ask. Yeah. Wow. And then the rest of it is just like, it, I felt like I was in Mardi Gras, except it was yeah. in a nicer time. Right. That's the except contrast. Yeah. Except uh, a lot of bigger hats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe some, more, maybe some classier, more clothes. A little classier. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's but, where like, is it 4th Street? Is that right? The have no big idea. party bar area down yeah, there. Yeah, yep. Fourth Street is one of them. Yep. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's like Street. a small New Orleans feel to it because you can walk around. I just remember yes. just walking around. Drink and beers yeah. and all that stuff. We were all dressed nice and shit. You yeah. Know, it was cool, but. See your sucker suit? No. Oh. But I did just buy two seersucker shirts and oh. a pair of shorts for Why the aren't summer. you wearing them today? That's Man. not summer, dude. Why do you not, not have a shirt on today? Yeah, I have a shirt Oh, what? 
<laughs> it feels like summer. Yeah, it does. Finally, for us, this for is us, summer. For us, for us, this is summer, right? <laughs> Middle yeah. of May, finally it's summer. Right. That Absolutely. would I would imagine a day like this, you would see a a, a beeline to Fountainhead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah. Let's try ideally, a little bit there. Ideally, yeah. Yeah. ideally is um, the roof open today? Or uh, we're we're yes, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> uh, this is a. Uh, we have, we actually have a little bit of a uh, table maintenance going on. Obviously, we got oh, hit, we got okay. hit with a pretty rough winter, and so uh, we're doing some table maintenance and gotcha. yeah. uh, making sure that things are good. But we um, we should be open today. Okay, yeah. we sounds be. good. That's the plan. Yeah, um, and then and for the rest of summer, right? And for the rest of summer, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're we're what we usually target is about Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Is then we're yeah, we'll first full service cool. for the entire season. You That's know, awesome. I mean Hopefully. that upstairs is a, essentially a full service restaurant, yeah. and so. Right. Um, it is a, a little bit trickier than than a sidewalk cafe patio, um, which I've managed to work at. Where you put out some tables and chairs, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you're good to go. But we've got uh, full food up there, um, full cocktail list, full spirits list, full beer list. Nice. So it's, it, it takes a little bit of time, especially after a, a harsh winter when we had you know negative fifty degrees yeah. and yeah. Uh, some stuff up there. So it yeah, takes takes a little bit of time, but yeah. um, but by by Memorial Day, we should be full going to the season. So yeah, so yeah, we're Bob's hopefully we'll be. <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll, be back there, I'll be back there in a few hours. So. <laughs> hopefully the <clears> snow will go. be stopped by then. Yeah, yeah. You, never, no, you never know. Don't, don't stop. Don't 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 stop on the snow. Don't jinx it, brother. Oh, I'm not jinxing. It. I'm not trying to. <laughs> but yeah, um, take us back nice. to a little bit what the original idea of Fountainhead was and kind of how it's evolved over the years. Yeah, so I think that Fountainhead um, at its core wanted to um, wanted to create a beverage experience for people. Mm. We wanted to have one of the fullest, uh, most complete beverage programs uh, in the city. Yeah. Whiskey being the focus, craft beer as well. I mean, yeah. that's when yeah. we when we opened, it was a big craft beer focus also. And it still is. Definitely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and so the idea was to create an experience for people to come in that almost they could feel like they were connected to what they were drinking. Mm. Um, and that kind of comes from, from ownership and the management Going to breweries, going to distilleries, learning about the source yeah. of these products, nice. um, translating that to the staff, and then oh, yeah. I do, and then translating that to the customer. Okay. Um, and so that was that was the, the thought process behind opening it and um, creating something that was fairly that was unique. Yeah. And that was in 2009. We opened in April of 2010. So we just passed over nine years uh, now. I think everyone has that same age line around here. Yeah, you kind of get that feel about right? yeah about that seven to nine year span like, where right. the Monroe area was starting to begin. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and to shout out to to the guys here at Bagal. I mean, I met Kevin when I first started at Fountainhead okay. about okay. Seven, seven years ago. Okay, and uh, at that time I was a host and, and a bar back, and I was learning the ropes myself. And wow. I met Kevin, and at that time they were starting to make beer, yeah. and were Kevin was hand delivering kegs himself. Yep. Um, and it's just been a. I've me and him have talked about mm-hmm. it. It's just been really cool to see these guys grow into yeah. now distributing into Michigan. Yeah. They're in Wrigley Field. Yep. Yeah, that's huge. Um, so it's just yeah. been awesome uh, to be a part of that and to support that and yeah. to have the local community too. I mean, that's always been a focus on ours as well. I mean, yeah. working with whiskeys across over the across the world and yeah. uh, but locally too. You know, mm-hmm. we've done a single barrel single barrel pick with few. Mm-hmm. We did a single malt pick with those guys, um, and so. I think being entrenched in the community was a was a focus for us as well, and yeah. um, hopefully being able to support local breweries and yeah. um, and that was uh, it's, it's just been it's been fun. It's yeah, been, it's been a fun ride. You see the restaurants and bars that are kind of going in that focus now. I think those are the ones thriving or surviving. That mm-hmm. it's not about like just 
committing to one one different brewery or one different distillery, whatever you may have here in the city. It's about even the ones that are breweries. They're bringing in other breweries to do collaborations with and show, hey, we have a community aspect here. It's not just it's not just about us, but it's about Chicago and, and altogether growing yep. as an industry from a restaurant side, from a bar side. And it really helps out the breweries and the distilleries that are growing mm-hmm. all throughout the city and throughout the state, too. Definitely. Well, how many breweries are there in the Chicago city limits alone? There's, 200, there's 200 plus in the state. Certificates of craft breweries in the state. In the state. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're actually like brewing, but they have the certificates right. to start if right. they wanted to. Um, and then I, I think there's over 135, I want to say, like in the Chicago land area. It's nuts. So it's Chicago crazy. Chicago land, right, including in the Chicago, suburbs. Including yeah. the suburbs? Okay. Yeah. And then, <clears> yeah, I mean, right proper. where we're standing, we can throw to 10 different ones, you know. Yep. Oh, from oh, here, you know, yeah. from a mile, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Plus a couple of distilleries. A couple um, distilleries mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, which we touched on the last podcast too with the actual team from Beguile. is like, hey, you were the, one of the foundations of this neighborhood creating this thing called Malt Row, which is a really cool... I think my my personal opinion, it's only going to grow as a tourist uh, destination, yeah. especially since you're so close to Wrigley Field as yep. well. Um, to have once people really learn about the brewing scene that are coming in as tourists, coming in as visitors of the city, starting to experience. Hey, I want to go have a nice meal. I want to go yeah. have a brew. I want to go have a cider. I want to go to a distillery. I can do all of that within a mile. Within a mile. Within yeah, a mile there's, there's, that's it, crazy. It's, yeah. it's been yeah. uh, and it's just the old industrial part of, of the North Side, <laughs> and, right. and it's grown to that. Obviously. Places like Fountainhead help it out a lot. Uh, yeah, it's it's been awesome to grow uh, for myself personally. Grow with a lot of these yeah. guys, and mm-hmm. for us to be a part of it and to help help those guys out. And the Northman Cider Pub being right down uh, the street on Lincoln Avenue as well. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we're we're right. fortunate to be able to, to be a, to be a part of it. It's a lot. There's <laughs> a thing that you can just walk and yeah. you're yeah. to choose your things. I mean, I would see that a lot at Cobol when I was working there. Uh, people would come by and be like, oh, what's, what are you up for the rest of the day? They're like, oh, we're going to go to this place called Half Acre. Ever heard of it? We're going to go to this place called Beguile, I think it's called. <laughs> right. And, and right. Pinnacle was yeah. right there. And on Saturdays, it was really cool when you're doing the tours. Be like, yeah, this is our first spot. Then we're going to Empirical. Then we're going to go down to here. We're going to go there and stretch our whole way down through Malt Row and see how far we can get. Right. Without, Absolutely. Uh, right. Passing right. out. Yeah. But, um, it, so from the local aspect, it was already kind of, it's already been coming a destination yeah. to do a hangout like on a Saturday or a Sunday um, weekend thing to go, you know, maybe go to some breweries, go to a part of the city you don't hang out in as much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know I've done that personal I bar crawl yeah, through this I area do that. Yep. a few times. I've, yep. And you guys, is your family about from this area or? Yeah. So, um, and without going to too much, so, um, Myself and my brother, Ted, we are half-brothers. And okay. so, same father, different mother. Um, and so, oddly enough, um, so I ended up growing up uh, southwest suburbs. Okay. Um, Orland Park area. Oh, yeah. Homer, Homer Glen. Yeah. Yep. I'm going oh, yeah. there on Thanks Friday. Oh, you're going to Homer Glen Kenwood on Liquors. Kenwood Liquors, yeah. What's up, Mikey? Just, I'll uh, see you on Friday, bro. I just went to Kenwood Liquors on Easter. Nice. Pick up a few things. Nice. Yep. I know. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah so, those guys are great. So, yeah. my mother still lives right down there. Um, Aaron grew up in the Palatine area. Actually, he was... He grew up as a child right in this in this area. I mean, really? he grew up yeah, Roscoe uh, Roscoe and Addison, I want to okay. say. So I mean, he grew up right here um, and then I would say maybe when he was 10 or 12, uh, went off and lived in Palatine, he went to high school out there. Okay. So but we've always been So he's a pirate. Um, How do you know <laughs> The mascots of every mascot, single school. Really? Oh, yeah, every oh, single I, know, I had no idea. Uh, Lockport. You went to Lockport. So you, uh, Lockport. I don't remember. Lockport. It's, it's a porter. It's a porter. Nah, not as why. exciting as a pirate. Uh, it's a beer. I swear I've actually never thought about that. Yeah, Lockport Porters. Lockport yeah. Porters. I know? just the only reason why I know that is because my sister is um, 
a head uh, varsity softball coach at oh, Highland yeah. Park High School for the last 20 years. Okay. So I've traveled with her, you know, I'm her number, I'm probably her biggest fan, so, but I just, I just gotten to know all the local, you know, yeah, right. conferences, schools. Do you know what my high school mascot was? Well, you went to well, you went to <laughs> Iowa. So now I didn't. I we didn't were know. dragons. You were the dragons. The right dragons. now, it'd be prime that time. That if is, we were, that would be it'd be prime right. time right now. But, Very apropos. Yeah, just to have you don't, know. Please don't say. I can only imagine the campaigns they're running for Game of Thrones. Oh, and the they got to be. I hope they are. I hope so. Right now. Wait, you guys have a Game of Thrones night there, right? Uh, we were doing that. Yeah, we <laughs> were. We were. Uh, we did a Game of Thrones night uh, before the season premiere. Oh, okay. Before the season premiere, we did a Game of Thrones <laughs> night where we tapped tapped uh, some of the Oma Gang. That's right. Yeah. Uh, collaboration beers with Game of Thrones, and then um, we were um, airing like the replay on Monday night. Well, okay. Not, re- not really. Don't. Don't, not really, we weren't really airing it. You weren't really airing it. We were just talking about, about discussing it. Discussing it, right? We were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, how'd discussing that go? It. It went all right. <laughs> um, no, it's, um, but yeah, it's uh, kind of coming back just to Fountainhead in general. Where have you guys, from the company or from the restaurant bar, first starting off to where it's gone to now, was that the intention or kind of you've grown even more than you originally expected? Um, I, think the, I think the trajectory has been kind of on... On par with what, what we were okay. planning on from the start, we wanted to have a um, an extensive whiskey list, and yeah. I think once um, kind of delved into that, we realized how much amazing stuff there was oh, and yeah. what we can really do to provide a, a an experience for people, and they can have something from. What was your background with whiskey before, before that? Well, so I um, good, good question. I like yeah, that. yeah. So I um, I bust tables for the Bar and Bueno, which was our original mm-hmm. location uh, when I was twenty one, summers in college. Um, I'll drive out from the suburbs and cool. do that whole thing. And then uh, finished up school. And then after school, I actually had an accounting job um, out of school. Everyone's, Everyone's an accountant. accountant. Yeah, right. Kevin, Kevin did, was an accountant. I did. Did, yeah, to, I did, I did, I did account, Northern Illinois. You went to Northern Illinois. Yeah, Husky. Okay. Cal, Husky Love. Husky. Um, I'm a Husky. So I had, uh, had an accounting job out of school and was just kind of getting a little tired of it and yeah. I knew what Aaron was doing up here and my family threw a surprise like 25th birthday party for me and oh, he cool. came down and was just kind of like hey like we got this place Fountainhead we're about to open up a rooftop and if you ever want to change it up and I was like yeah let's do it yeah cool. so I quit my job and uh, moved up here and I started off as a host yeah. and busting yeah. tables and um, <laughs> eventually they gave me a bar back job yeah. and and a bartending job, and I just kind of, I, cool. and I fell in love with it. Um, I mean, it's good to have those foundations, those roots of building from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think with a company where you can say, like, hey, I was literally doing this job to your employees, and then, you know, I'm now I'm the beverage director. Right. I have aspirations as an individual. We'll invest back into you, it sounds like. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that was some of the first, like, uh, you know, and these sound like, like dirty jobs, but, like, one of my, I was put on a job of uh, we were getting in new shelving downstairs mm-hmm. uh, for, for the whiskey, for whiskey storage. So my job was to take every single bottle off of the shelves downstairs. Get Taste it, get every single it. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Not at that time. Uh, take them all down, and then we got new shelving, and then put them all back in alphabetically by distillery. Yeah. And oh, wow. so even that job, for wow. me being young, was great for me to just put my hands yes. on bottles and see them. That's and cool. then I have the list in front of me, and then I'm reading about them, and I'm... I'm saying them out loud and I'm learning pronunciations yeah. and I mean, I to be able to just to do yeah. that was, was actually really, yeah, I, don't know I mean, it sound, it was, no, about, I, it was two days of eight hour plus of work, you know I mean? It yeah. was shit. It took, you know, we've got, uh, how many bottles do you have on, on the shelf right now? Uh, whiskey, we're, we're just under a thousand. We're close wow. to a thousand. Yeah. That's and, and with 
things that are squirreled away. We've got a little squirrel program. Oh, okay. we, call, we, call, we call it the squirrel program downstairs. I can only imagine what your squirrel so, program so is the downstairs. Program, uh, the squirrel program would, would, would uh, push that threshold over 1,000. Okay. Um, is that part of your offering or is that just that stuff that we one-offs we, that, we, we one-offs that we, you know, when we do single barrel picks, I'll usually take, we'll take a couple bottles, take a couple yeah. bottles. tuck okay. them away, and hold them for events like Whiskey Week okay. where we Sweet. can That's have cool. Very cool. Yeah. a bottle of Henry McKenna that we picked six years ago That's or cool. Elijah Craig that we picked nine years ago, stuff That's like good. that. Like so, um, so that would be then over 1,000. And then including other spirits um, and beer um, draft and bottles, we're looking at about 1,300 uh, wow. 1, items roughly. That's so it's, it's, a good, it's a good amount. It's, uh, it's fun and it's challenging yeah. to, 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 to work with Definitely. that. So, so that was so – and I started you – know, I just started really diving into it and I started – Learning that it was um, getting more in tune with learning about distilleries mm-hmm. and it was challenging and it was exciting to learn about the process yep. um, and the craft of making these products. And so that's kind of kind of within about six months, I feel like I was like, all right, uh, this is something I'm really going to okay. like. Cool. And then just, you know, uh, with more reputation in. and more mm-hmm. tasting and learning and studying and um it's uh, yeah. So yeah, work my was way there from any there. certain um, type of whiskey that you kind of came towards first? Was it American Spirits or was it Scotch? Scotch. Yeah. Uh, I still remember it was you know maybe I was there for three or four months hosting busting tables yeah. and I remember sitting down and um, tried a Lagavulin sixteen and I was like. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is what. Yeah. I'm like, this is totally different. I'm like, I've never tasted anything like this in my life. Yeah. This is so fun. Yeah. Um, the same way with beard. Uh, when I was 21, uh, I tasted a, a Schlenkerle Martzen, mm. uh, smoked beer from Bomberg, Germany. Yep. And the, I had the same kind of wow sort of thing. Yeah. And so that really, I was like, all right. Uh, and so Scotch really that was what I first gravitated towards mm-hmm. if I had to if I had to pick one. Yeah, um, it's it's cool on the having, whiskey. Remember those experiences too. I think side. everyone really does. I mean, for me it was for beer wise, it was walking through I think I shared a story before, but just walking through our little grocery store that had this for some reason really great eclectic beer collection in Iowa. But okay. yeah, and at a high V. Um yeah, you're like, okay. And there's you know, there's a rogue sitting there with a, a dead guy with a skull, you know, yep, and all that sitting on top of the guy. barrel. Yeah. I'm like, what's that? Gotta try that. And you look at this company, it's like this company's nineteen, eighteen years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, like craft beer's rogue. been along that yeah. that long. Yeah, rogue's been around yeah. for a while. For sure. And having that experience and like for whiskey with me was Macallan twelve where you're yep. like, Oh, this is like a really really I can drink this. It's yeah. not like it's not a Jack or a Jim mm-hmm. where it might be. It's something smooth, something different, a whole different approach to the spirit. Um, and then even with uh, having Journeyman Rye, gosh, it must have been like t- 2013 maybe or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that was probably when, yeah, 2013. It's probably when they were. Their Featherbone? Just getting into no, the. No, that was the Ravenswood Rye. That was the Ravenswood Rye. Yeah, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Um, but just having that and you're thinking like, oh, on a craft level, you can make this excellent, smooth taste to a rye whiskey. It's not super spicy or overwhelming mm-hmm. in flavor. Yep. And then just kind of growing from there. Yeah, Bill and the Journeyman guys do do great work. Oh, and yeah. then they're, you know, I've been out to their facility a couple of times. Actually, it's been about a, maybe two years since I've been out okay. there. But now they've got, yeah. I just had two of my best friends are getting uh, married, and uh, they were looking at Journeyman yeah. to do their oh, wedding yep. at, you know, like which you? I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. like, I know Bill and those guys. Yeah. Like, you guys pick it out. Let me know. Yeah. I'm like, I can come up with some cocktails for you. Make you know? things happen. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's so, amazing facility they have there now. Yeah. And the projects they're working on right now, I was just there writing a story about them two months, three okay. months ago. And they, uh, yeah, they do uh, some um, some huge stuff coming out, let's say that, in about 
eight years. Really? <laughs> Been barrel aging um, some stuff in some 100-gallon uh, barrels. Um, wow. Yeah. And they have their own farm now where they're actually growing some of their own product. Are they making a wine? 100-gallon barrel? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. He's taking my lines, man. Uh, right. Yeah, but no, it's a, it's pretty cool to see like how the craft movement has stretched so far just in you know, less than 10 years pretty yeah, much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, yeah, exciting to see. And uh, How do you guys support the local level? So, I mean, we work with, um, I mean, we've worked with, with Fu and Paul and those guys yeah. on um, uh, whether that has been, you know, features of the month for Breweries of the Month or mm-hmm. cocktails or doing single barrel picks. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, we've worked with Koval in the past and we're actually, I was talking to uh, Mitch from Koval about, we've got a about doing a fun little experiment on a five gallon, okay. uh, maybe aging some stuff in there, and mm. whether it's aging a, a beer in one of their little little pin barrels, mm-hmm. um, or maybe throwing some white dog in there and seeing yeah. what happens with it. We yeah. want to kind of experiment with that that's stuff. Cool. So, cool. so that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, Blonde Brothers, those guys are making yeah. some some great whiskey out there, um, and so. Yeah, I mean, we want to. We always want to be able to support local um, in whichever way we can. And um, where do you? Where's the threshold for local? That's a good question. I mean, you know, the the one thing that is um, that is that it makes it tough for local is 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 price points. Yeah, and and that is comes from because you're you're younger and um, yeah. you're making smaller batches and. You gotta be able to sell some product yeah. uh, while also aging product and getting getting older stock, but mm-hmm. yet not. But you gotta make money yeah. somewhere, right? Keep yeah. the lights yeah. on somehow. You gotta keep the lights on somewhere, and and we do find that there are some consumers that you know um, they may they may go to Rittenhouse Rye mm-hmm. because of it might just be the price point. They may yeah. just say, yeah. "Hey, I can't. You know, I'm, I'm eating. I'm I'm eating. I'm drinking. I'm you know." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's the only thing that I think. Um, that 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 local craft distilleries kind of have to try to break through. Yeah. Um, and and I think it, it it and it can be done and it has been done. I mean, uh, I've got people coming in asking for Blonde Brothers. Yeah. You know, old fingered bourbon. I've yeah. got I've got yeah. people coming in asking for that stuff. So that's cool. It can be done. And um, same with few. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just did few bourbon was just my bourbon of the month last month. Okay. Um, so it can be, but I think that's the that's where the 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 hardest part is for, for local craft distilleries is how do you get people to stop coming from the bar and they say, I'll take an old fashioned. And as a bartender myself, yeah. I'll ask them, you have any preference on whiskey? And they'll look at the background. They go, uh, I'll just take bullet. Yeah. 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 Do you think it's, from, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you, yeah. how do you break through that? Um, and how do you break through that at, at an affordable price point as well? I if, think it's because your back bar it's huge and awesome and great for whiskey lovers like us or even the novice coming in. And I appreciate you guys also having a list, a book to look through and see mm-hmm. what you have. Because someplace like, there's our list. Right. Well, it's kind of dark in here. And, right. You know, I'm 30. I'm over 30 years old. My eyes are great. Right, right. right. Uh, but uh, do you think it's kind of overwhelming of choice and they just kind of go with what's familiar? They know it's going it to be, be that lower price point? That, that, that it could be. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've kind of even done a little bit of a redesign on – on not our uh, beverage menu, but a different little handout that we have mm. that can put things that are more front and center to yeah. people. Um, because there are, we do find there are people, they might be on a first date. Yeah. Uh, they might 
come in there and they just want a quick burger and a beer. Yeah. And if they get handed a 35 page. Or cheese curds. Beverage, I, or I cheese, curds. cheese curds. The cheese, cheese curds are ridiculous. Cheese curds with a highball on Wednesdays. There you go. There you go. Yeah, the cheese curds are ridiculous. So I, I think some of it might be that um, some people might the, might feel even a little overwhelmed. And, yeah. so, and that's part of. Um, part of our job is to make Absolutely. them feel comfortable yeah, with the list and yeah. say, hey, we could walk yeah. you guys through this list. If you guys have any questions, we could walk you through the bourbon menu, scotch menu, you know, let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about it and let's have a, a good time with it. I think that some people, um, they even may feel like they don't know enough yeah. yeah, you know, and, and our job, right, and our job is to make them feel comfortable yeah. and to not feel overwhelmed or not feel like they don't know enough to be able to hang out here. Like that, to me, gotcha. I, I've always tried to fight against any Great. sort of pretentiousness when it comes to that, whiskey. Um, at the end of the day, to me, um, Fountainhead's a neighborhood bar, and yeah. you could strip away all this nice stuff. You could strip away all these thousand whiskeys. At the end of the day, we're a neighborhood bar, and yeah. we want people to come in and hang out and feel comfortable. Yeah. And if you know. Um, that's always been something that I've wanted to strive for. It's great to hear because one of the continuing conversations that we have on the podcast is about what happened to talking with your bartender, having that conversation mm-hmm. and having that relationship about educating the person that's sitting across from you or even just having any kind of conversation whatsoever, just being friendly. Right. Um, and how do you guys approach that when you're training bartenders or... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the day is always um, a, a welcoming, yeah. you know? Um, that's what we always try to make sure that bartenders... And, whether, and that even that's the, the as soon as they walk in the door, mm-hmm. we want people to say, hey, guys, yeah. how you doing, you yeah. know? Well, even if it's, hey, we'll be right with you, you know? Yeah. We don't have a host on that, that day, but yep. acknowledging yeah. them and immediately, you know? And yeah. even... One minute can feel like five to yes, people when they walk in, you know? That's so true. That's, um, that's that first interaction, and we always want that to be positive. And then greeting people and say, hey, guys, all right, we've got a full beverage menu here for you. We've got this other menu here. Yeah. Here's a layout of our menu. We can talk about it as little as much oh, or as much. little as you want. Yeah. Sometimes people come in and they're just like, uh, just give me an IPA on draft. Like, I don't need all yeah, this stuff, you know? Yeah, and we're, I don't want to read anymore. Understandable, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then, uh, but on the flip side of that, it's, it's making you feel people feel comfortable and having a friendly a friendly face behind mm-hmm. the bar and, and talk to them and um, yeah. you know, engagement I think is a big thing yeah and and I think Huge. as a bartender for me I can kind of I can kind of gauge how much somebody might want to talk to me or might not want to talk yeah. to me yeah. um, they may have just gotten off of work and I just want to you know, check their news on their phone. Yeah. Um, check their newspaper, which is actually just on their phone now. It's like, it's check like, the a, it's like check the newspaper, which Someone is walks into your bar, just in three spots, the newspaper. Exactly. Like, right. What? What do you I never right. understood that. Yeah. Guys would just spread their shit out. I'm like, dude, yeah. What do you got? Yeah. What is this? It's important. Go home. Mark right. your spot. Right. Right. <laughs> and so some people might just want to, want to do that. Yeah. So, and that's which fine. Is, hey, yeah. I'll let them yeah, do cool. that and, and, and talk to them when they want to talk to me. And if not, then if there's somebody that, Really wants to get into bourbon, you know. I, that's yeah. what I, I love doing. Yeah. I, I still bartend uh, three three nights a week, roughly. Do you really? okay. Yeah, nice. Um, yep. That'll now that we're getting into full summer, I'll probably drop down to one or two because okay. I'll need to be. Do you also develop the cocktail menu? Do yeah. Okay. With nice. with help, I, I always will. Um, you know, might ask a bartender say, "Hey, I'm trying to. Yep. You know, I'm looking at a rum cocktail for the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Maybe mess around with some stuff. Let me know what you think. You know, I still yeah. want I still want to include." Um, the staff yeah. as well, you know. Um, I think that's good team building. Definitely. Um, and so, so I'll go down a little bit, but that's why I still like bartending. Cause I still like the yeah. the engagement aspect mm-hmm. of it. I like talking to people. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's still a lot of fun for me to, to be able to do that. It sounds like uh, Bob has the same 
what is it, the grooming that you went through from day one as Jamie did. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so, so a, f- a funny story that I, so, you know, I mean, uh, I've known about your guys' podcast for a little while now. And um, after we were getting in touch, I was like, yeah. man, I gotta, I wanna, you gotta check these guys out, right? And so I listened to a couple of them and, um, and awesome. I mean, I just, uh, Thanks. you guys do, do, do Thanks, a great bro. job. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun listening to them. Well, appreciate and, that. Um, do something. Oh, for, the, for the industry folk, I think right. pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I and have no clue what I'm doing. This <laughs> <laughs> is like microphone. Is it on? Is it on? Right. Is it on? Right. Is it that just to say that. And so about a week ago, I was um, I was actually going to a card game, uh, poker game that a local brewery was hosting. Cool. A bunch of guys were getting together, playing some cards, and I was running a little bit behind. I was at home, and I actually. Oddly enough, don't carry a whole lot of beer at home. Okay. And I didn't really have time to run, but I had a bottle of um, some Cairo uh, barrel-aged rye gin. Yeah. And I was like, well, this would be kind of cool. I'm like, I'm going to a brewery anyway, so yeah. like yeah. they're going to have beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this would be something fun to <laughs> bring, different. right? So yeah. I bring that, I hop in the car, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw on uh, I'm gonna throw on a Key in the Lake podcast, yeah. right? And so I load it up. I'm like, oh, Jamie Duffy. <laughs> uh, I'm like, this is, this is kind of poetic uh, that I have her gin with me, and yeah, now yeah. I'm listening. Uh, to her being on your guys' podcast, uh, perfect, which was a, a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and I, li- I swear, I did, and we well, drank their product on the podcast too. That there day, you go. So. Yeah. And I had about a thirty-five minute commute, and I got out of the car, and I was like, I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to keep listening to this. That's awesome. I want to keep listening to this. That was one of the better podcasts. She's she's great. I've known Jamie now for five years maybe at okay. least you know okay. and so we do our, our families i mean um our families have known each other yeah. aaron and, and marty have worked together for years and cool. i've done Mar- i've done whiskey classes that marty has held when i was younger yeah. and he there you know she's um she's a rock star and a good yeah. friend so it was uh it was fun to listen yeah. to that and i was just like was her story bar, accurate man. of starting off at Fountainhead it was. coming in? Okay. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I it actually remember. Sounds, I remember. Right. I totally remember her telling me that story okay. of her of her talking to my brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Once again, uh, was hilarious and spot on. Yeah. Um, kind of just shows how interconnected this whole industry is on a very small level. Exactly. Like, once again. Well, here, once again. I mean, can, it's one thing that I've always been curious, and Bob, you know, with your travels, with what you do as you know for Fountainhead and um, Buena and your barrel pick. Jake, you do a lot of traveling too. I is what we experience in this market. I don't think mirrors any other market. But again, that's who's to say. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. It's uh, so one of my former uh, coworkers at Slow and Low. Um, I was, was with her last week at Chicago <coughs> Style and ran into each other. Said hello. She's like, "What are you doing now?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm actually working for an Australian whiskey distillery <laughs> now." And she's like, "Star Ward?" I'm like, "Yeah, you've heard of." Her? She's like. Yeah, I did events with them in uh, December when they were launching into the States. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. and so cause she's kind of more of a freelance worker. Um, okay. And she lives in New York, but she kind of knows everybody in the industry. And the next person you talk to is like, oh, yeah, we met at this event, and I live in Oregon, and wow. all that good stuff. So I, I don't know if it's – I mean, Chicago is a tight-knit community. Um, it's a big city with um, a small-town feel some days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally so, agree with that. I don't that. know. I mean, it, it's – I think – I'll, I'll let you know about Melbourne when we get back. Yeah, let me know right. about, yeah. Yeah. Right. about their whole scene when I get back. But um, uh, I don't know, Bob. What do you think about? Yeah, and that's one thing that I, um, I, I maybe not have a might not have a ton of experience in, in that I've yeah. uh, I've worked here pretty much my whole yeah. life. Um, but I do feel like Chicago has that. It was part of the reason why when I even moved here mm-hmm. into city proper mm-hmm. that I I really liked it because um, while. You're in Chicago and you're in this big city. There's neighborhoods and there's yeah. there's yeah. tight knit communities, 
And whether that is like, I know the people who run um, an Irish Celtica gift shop that's right down the street from Fountainhead. I literally was just walking past and she was opening her door and I waved hello to her. And, yeah. You know, like I, I know her name and we, you know, it's like, so it's like it has that, uh, that small town feel to it a little bit, yep, it does. Um, which it does. I, I do enjoy. Yeah. Um, but yet, if you want, you can go 20 minutes and you can be in the heart of a, of a downtown yeah. major one of the yeah. biggest major cities in the world and, and experience whatever you want to experience yeah. so I, I love that aspect of it and I feel like it does um, go into the spirit community and the whiskey yeah. community here as well that um, a lot of you know it is it's tight knit mm -hmm. a lot of people know each other they all have worked uh, mm -hmm. work together or start to work together and um, hopefully benefit each other yeah like that's, yes. that's the idea yeah that's the idea that's that's I think that's maybe that's, the rare thing about Chicago is the yeah. way we support one another um, mm -hmm. versus some other communities that are not saying they don't, but just, I know here we do on a local level, we do. um, like two guys that work for different distilleries running a podcast together. I mean, right? dang girl. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's one of those, see, and that's the thing. I mean, I would love to find reps out in the market that are part of the larger conglomerate just mm. to get a feel, just to yeah. get an idea right. into their world. Yeah. Cause when you see them, Dude, they're dressed to the nines, you know, they're, you know, doing whatever at the, you know, tastings or whatnot. But yeah. I'm, I'd be curious to know what it is truly a day in the life of them. Because as a local, you know, distiller, it's, we're so cool with one another. It's right. just so lax. Right. Yep. It's easy to do our jobs. Yep. It's a hard, it's hard work. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard work. work. Yeah. And it's yeah. easy. It is, it is not, it is not easy, not easy being in sales. And it's, I, it's, it's not, not a, you but know. But it's, 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 it's easy in a sense where... You're, if you get a no, it's going to be a polite no. If, if you get a yes, it's going to be a hell fucking yes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, and then you, if you, and when you leave, you're going to see one another and you're going to be like, this is, it's yeah. easier to deal with. It's be, just easier even to like, deal like, with. Even like, say I was at a Benny's and pouring, doing a staff training and pouring the Nova and one of the uh, spirit consultants that had Good had stuff, that Starwood Nova. That Starwood Nova. That Starwood Nova. Good stuff. I hope Fine so. Gasps. I hope so. It's the key. The, we had the support of Fountainhead, which is always it's key <laughs> in this city. Really quality. Um, but we, uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, but we, uh, I was you know, tasting out the spirits consultant there, and he hadn't had it yet, and he just tasted and sp even spits it out because it's 10.30 yeah. in the morning. Mm -hmm. And just like, oh, my God. Like, this is great. And, like, that response that I got from that was like, okay, my day's made from there. And it's yeah. only 1030 in the morning, and I've been working for a couple hours, but there you go. Yep. It's it's great to have that feel, whereas, I don't know, if you're a bigger rep and you just keep up, uh, keep pouring those bigger brands, maybe you don't always have that because everybody's... I don't think they even and, and touch. And those, and those, those bigger you brands... You work with them. Those, yeah, those that's bigger, right. I mean, and, and those bigger brands, you know... They're they're numbers driven, yes. which every, everybody at some point is yes. numbers driven, yeah. right? Yeah. We all are. I'm but, numbers. I'm numbers driven. But uh, everybody is numbers <laughs> you driven. You um, But there's less attention given to to this is true to the people, and this it, is it's very like true. we need. You know, yeah, yeah. Ten percent sales increase versus us. Like, did we sell more bottles this month than last yeah. month? Like, did we sell two more? Like, you know, yeah. kind of, and what they're what what some of those bigger brands look at is they. And this is the, the, again, going back to that tough thing where, like, they yeah. can uh, afford to say, to go to places that just want biggest profit margin. And mm -hmm. they'll say, hey, I can get this bottle price down to yeah. $15 yeah. a liter. Shit. You just went through that. And that, you know, and they can, they, they're, they Shout have out the, to Knob Creek. They have, uh, they have the ability to do that. And there are a lot of places that will just take that just because that's all they're looking at yep. is numbers. Yeah. yeah. You know? So your experience with them is obviously completely it's night and day then. 
A little bit. I mean, not to the same not extent. Not to the same extent. Not to the same extent, you know. Okay. Uh, I mean, I get, you know, I'll get those same kind of pitches, but yeah. that's not – that. Uh, I'm never one to say I'm going to give all these products, mm-hmm. all these placements, yeah. just because they're going to give us that, that price point. Yeah, I want, the, yeah. I, I, you know, obviously a price point is good. We, we need to be profitable as well. Of course. But that's just one aspect of it. Yep. The other aspect needs to be – the quality of the product, the relationship with the brand, yeah. um, what people look for, how we're going to do something that's different than what any other, yeah. pla- than what other places are going to do. It's like our job. You know, we try to fill in the gap like, of what, why our product is different. You try to do, hey, look to our consumers, what do we have that's different that maybe you yeah. haven't tried yet? Exactly. That's cool. Mm-hmm. See that kind of that, that unity there, if you will. Or that's where we can support one another. We yeah. can we rear each other in right. that way. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I've heard of or you know uh places i'll say well i'm only going to carry this product if you're going to come in as a rep oh and, yeah and spend x amount of dollars yeah and that's the only way i'm going to do it mm-hmm. and i just think me personally that's just not the way that i would go yeah. about it I, I would rather have a rep come in and talk to people maybe yeah. buy them a drink yeah. yeah but chat with them you know um i don't think i think it's a it's a better way of of growing a brand of you know i've had regulars at our bar that will start drinking certain products because so we might just sit down with them and talk to them a yeah. little bit about their brand and, mm-hmm. and then they get engaged with that big whiskey fans yeah. that'll yeah. be like alright this is cool rather than yeah. I, I feel like that's that's as or, or more important to me than just saying hey yeah Buy this amount of cases, and I'm going to come in and spend this amount of money on a card, and then you'll never see me again. Until the next time. Yeah, until right. the next time. <laughs> right, yes. And as, like, as a rep or whatever you want to call myself, but uh, it's one of the most uncomfortable things to do is sit down at a bar with strangers and start talking to them about the product. But once it gets going, it's my favorite thing to do. Because right. you just got to talk about something you're actually passionate about mm-hmm. and really talk about the individual, about the experience of the, of the glass that they're drinking or the cocktail that they're drinking, and really get this real feedback of like, hey, do you like this or not? Because if you, I, I honestly tell people like, you don't have to lie to me if you don't like it. Like, I'll still buy it for you, but at the same day, let's talk about why you don't like it. Right. I, yep. had, I had that conversation just the other night with a guy, with a woman who was a wine drinker, and she's like, "I'll try it. I drink wine. You know, right, right. Eat her, her in wine barrels, and it's worked right. out well before. And then this time, it's like, ah, oh, just not, not me. She's like, it, right. I think it tastes good. good. I'm right. like, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I like, don't worry about it. Like, I, I appreciate you trying, like, yeah. be, being adventurous, at least in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And like I said, get back to it's like it's it's a scary thing to do. So, not scary, but just like intimidating to sit down, and be like." And start talking to someone at a bar because we're all addicted to our phones these days. Yep. And, um, it, that that personal interaction is getting lost and lost is. more and more each day. And and sometimes and that can be sometimes on on both sides. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It can, can be from the oh, bartender yeah. side and it can be from the consumer side as well. And I've fallen into it myself. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure. We all I'm have. Myself, I get done with one day and I'll go sit yeah. at a bar and I'll realize I've just sat on my phone for at least ten minutes. Or or I might be sitting in a bar and I might look down mm-hmm. and I might look down. And there might be eight people at the bar, and seven of them are on their phones. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The you know, it's 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 a, it's a strange thing to. It's, it's always odd. become a strange thing to sit down in a bar, and just start talking to somebody that's next to you. Yeah, and that's now changed over like what five, seven years, maybe. Yeah. yeah it's where you just like is. everything in your life is built into your phone and built into your hand, essentially, where you're looking down and not really engaging with anybody around you whatsoever. Right. And I, I was actually at a bar by myself uh, the other day. It's kind of at the gym, God, too. You're so sad. Well, yeah, I was actually going back to the gym. You were talking about how, like, after you go to like three different brand, three different places, and you get all turned down there, and you're like, I just need to go to a bar or a group and yeah, like, be alone myself. And I was kind of doing that at the end of the night, and 
was like hoping to have a conversation because it's one of my local places, right. and none of the bartenders cared to have nobody an interaction. Cares, nobody and cared. no one around me cared to have an interaction. <laughs> and so the next thing I know, like five minutes in, like I'm just sitting I'm on just my phone. phone, right? Yeah, have and a then, have a beer and you head out, and you're like, go I just home, take a talk to your dog, and, then, and you know. right, <laughs> they're right, yeah. Uh, so it is. It's a. It's an. It's how do you interesting how, how, do you the climate, it? Yeah. How, how the climate has changed yeah. a little bit in, yeah. in just the bar scene. I mean, this was something that was actually um, was discussed in the independent, uh, spir- at the independent Spirits Convention mm-hmm. okay. uh, last uh, Independent Spirits Expo last September, September. last October, September. right? Yeah. September. Yeah. And um, it was an on-premise uh, panel yep. specific cool. uh, <clears throat> that Mike Miller was yep. on and my brother was on. Yeah, your brother was on there. Aaron yeah. was on there. Yep. Uh, like Miller, Davy or Danny from uh, Scofflaw, yep, yep. Mm. Danny from was Scofflaw, there. and then was on Sean there. from Twisted Spoke. Right, yeah, and we were kind of talking about the bar scene and how um, I think it was Mike Miller who said it first was that he said, you know, my uh, my competition isn't Aaron or my competition isn't Danny. Mm-hmm. My competition is Grubhub, yeah, and my competition is Drizzly and all that bullshit, Drizzly yeah. Yeah. and all that stuff. But my competition is getting people outside of their home, yes. Yeah. And getting them to the bar, which okay. we spoke a lot about, how the bar is going back into the back home. home. Yeah, the new on-premise is the home. Right. The new the in-home bar. Yep. The Entertaining is coming back right. now, and so on and so exactly. Forth. And so, yeah. and you know, with online dating apps, with mm. things like that, you it's almost yeah. become a and and an odd thing from for the older generation. Then now our you know from like our generation now, where it's like again, like it's almost kind of odd to see a guy to go to a bar to maybe meet somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because of online dating apps. I'm there every day. Right. <laughs> you are. You are. Bro, I am hunting. You're hunting? hunting. Yes. Are men or women? No, are they, they hunting you? I'm just hunting for a good burger, bro. Oh. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. And Kill your own beef I'm next time, too. Brother, and so that's just a, an interesting thing that I've, that I've kind mm-hmm. of uh, have, have witnessed or seen. Yeah. That, yeah. like, uh, that you don't find as many people meet, go, you... People used to, 15 years ago, people used oh, to yeah. go to a bar because oh, that's, yeah. the, one, that's, that's the way, the way you met somebody. Yeah. I met a fiance at a bar. Right. Did you really? There you yeah. go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which um, one? Uh, Iowa? It's over on Clark and Fullerton. How do you not know Clark this, bro? Um, it's Clark Irish. Clark and Fullerton? Clark Galway Arm. Galway Bay? Galway. On the corner? Galway Arm. Galway Arms. Galway Arms. Which, and then we didn't even figure this out until after the fact. We actually got engaged in Galway. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Dude, that's, that's a nice, that's yeah. a nice, yeah. 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 Full what do you call circle. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't great. even say circle. Those things we didn't put together. I don't wow. even know if she's put together. To be honest with you, it was that's months shit. later. I just remember taking the bus past Galway and be like, "Oh, that's weird." Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> hey, did we just get engaged? Yeah. There. Yeah. There. So yeah, that's uh, the full circle moment of the podcast. Wow. That's awesome, Brought to you man. by Beguile Brewing. <laughs> Thank you for the rent-free space. <laughs> uh, no. uh, so yeah, so it's just um, it's so it's um, it's just an interesting interesting time, I think. Yeah. What do, you, do you guys have conversations about that a lot, uh, or frequently at all? I guess a little bit. I mean, we you know, I guess we we just talk about like how do we you know, and I don't think it's necessarily not necessarily negative or positive. It's just it's okay. different, you know. Yeah. But we is. do see you know because um, they're sitting in your bar. It's like well, sometimes we used to call success. them Tinder Tuesdays. Okay. I'm not. There have been times. There have been times where I've looked at a bar, be me and the cozy bartender. We look at it. And we're like two seats. Online date space. Two yeah. seats online date space. Really? Two oh, seats shit. online date space. Well, and now the thing is that they're just trying to get to know one each other, yeah. right? So they're not, 
You know, I mean, we can make it fun for them. At least it's yeah. in your space to do it versus right. somewhere else. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. I tell, I tell you what, gonna, my first right. I'm not complaining about this. It's just at Fountainhead was on a date. Right. That was my first experience. Really? I we do see a, we do see yeah. a good amount of first dates. I feel like okay, and yeah. sometimes you can't really. You and know, I it's tough to kind of gauge. Yeah. You know, yeah. it might be a second date. Be, yeah, you don't know. You know, we don't know. Yeah. But, but I was the awkward fool drinking, you know, a shitty beer amongst the craft drinkers mm. and then the whiskey drinkers. Also, uh, no, Millet. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know what I was I drank that night But I remember when I went Because she's like Hey, have you ever been to Fountainhead? I'm like, I've seen it I've just never went in Yeah But I remember walking in And I really immediately dug it Honestly Because it was cozy It was cold It was raining out that night mm-hmm. It was just right. It was during the fall So And uh, she met me there Blah, blah, blah She's like Well, they got great whiskey here Do you drink whiskey? I'm like, I don't drink whiskey <laughs> um, But I drink beer Just as good You know right. She ordered, yeah. she must have had three whiskeys by the time I finished my second beer. Ooh, nice. So she was, she was, you know. Whatever oh, happened to this yeah, lady? Yeah, yeah. She, I sent her home. Uh, I put her in a cab. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. We didn't have a single word of conversation. Really? I'm like, man, I must be really shitty, you know, looking or smelling or something. All three. Because, yeah, I would assume, right? I mean, because she didn't, she You're very rarely handsome. spoke. She just, she spoke about the whiskey. And huh. I now that I'm in this industry huh. and I understand the the, so the business model, conversation with it. I could have I could have learned some stuff, but I had no, no idea did. what she was talking. Right, about. right. Because she was right. like, "Oh, this whiskey's great." Because blah blah blah. She, I mean, she just talked and talked and talked about the whiskey. And then I think about it now, I was like, she was just in her comfort zone. Yeah, that's her right, spot. Right. Yeah. You know? what, what, what's her name again? Yeah, what is her name? <laughs> I don't even remember. You don't even remember. Was that a Tinder Tuesday date? No, dude. That was she. Me and her saw each other on the platform. She's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "How you doing?" Old school. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. On the platform. And then you brought her yeah. to the bar to get yeah. to know her. Yeah, like, yeah. That's and awesome. She's just like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm on my way to grab uh, something to eat and drink." She goes, "I know a place you want to go." I'm like, "Let's go." <laughs> nice. That's yeah. that's nice. I like yeah, that. You kind of yeah. miss those interactions, yeah, right? Exactly. It was really it was yeah. really cool because she's I, just like. I mean, I've had a, I've had a couple of those, but not cool. you know yeah. to come cool. full circle with that. We actually just had uh, a couple that got engaged on the rooftop. Very cool. On oh, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday? I think yeah. it was Sunday. Past Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, this okay, past Saturday, cool. Saturday or Sunday. No, not week before. Yeah, okay. well, it was nice. Week before it was nice. Yeah, it was, ah, nice. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold. It was cold this past weekend. weekend. Yeah. Weekend before when it was nice out. Yeah, we had a time travel that. Uh, the server kind of ran up. I was behind the bar, and he came. He's like, "Dude, this couple got engaged." And he went and checked on the table. He's like, "How are you guys doing?" And um, the gentleman was was in tears. And he's oh, like, man. "She just asked me to marry him. She proposed to him. Wow. She proposed to him. Dude, she proposed to him dude, that's on cool. the rooftop. I love that. Dude, that's at dope. Fountainhead. And this guy was like in tears. Like, oh man, yeah, that's it was awesome. a pretty cool, pretty cool experience. That's and I, cool. I, uh, that's really cool. And I apologize, I forget um, the female's name, but she." Uh, knows our director of restaurant operations, John, too. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of cool. That so, is yeah, cool. that was it was cool. It's that cool is to, very it's cool, cool to see that. that love in the hood, man. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, how I did they, it. anything special? Just kind of just. No, and the thing was, they, they waited for a table for about five or ten minutes, and, okay. and I was chatting so with the bar. Even, she didn't even call the restaurant or anything. No, okay. she just no. Like, I talked to the guy when he came in, and you cool. know, and I had you know five or ten minutes, and I chatted with the bar, and they it just seemed, he's like, yeah, we're just hanging out for a couple of drinks. Like, now that I'm looking back or thinking back on it, you know, I mean, he had no, no idea. idea. That's he cool. He had absolutely no idea. That's awesome. That's cool. And uh, yeah, to see, you know, yeah, it was it was it was cool. So that, that sort of stuff also makes it yeah makes makes it worthwhile. Makes it, it does. Makes yeah, it I agree. No, definitely. Um, kind of getting back to like the whole barrel pick selection. Yeah. What took you guys overseas to do stuff? Yeah. So oh. um, we were fortunate enough about two years. 
about just over two years ago. We left April 27th, okay. uh, went on a trip to Scotland. Um, so we actually went out there for um, the uh, – there's a Spirit of Speyside dinner. Okay. That's out in, in Speyside, okay. Scotland every year. So imagine like the red carpet yeah. um, for the Oscars. This is what it is for Scotland, except it's rainy and it's cold. New, <laughs> and everybody's New life in kilts. Right there being and everybody's to. in kilts, but it's nice. like this thing. Nice. So we went out That's there cool. and it was um, a company trip, myself and Aaron and uh, one of his business partners. And at that time, uh, I just – Actually, I was still at the Bar in Buena, okay. and so Susan was over at Fountainhead, and uh, so it was a whole company trip. Yep, cool. And so we um, went to Glasgow, and then uh, we drove up to this great little tiny town called Pitlochry, <laughs> which is about maybe a square mile wide. Um, <laughs> and it's just this gorgeous little mom and pop awesome. town. Nice. And they have a little, you walk up the road, and there's this little hotel, and they have a little, there's a, it's an inn, oh, you know, yeah. this little hotel, oh, yeah. and they've got, they make four beers, and they're all <laughs> cask beers wow. and they've got this tiny little pub with these little like mini oh, yeah. wooden, wooden seats oh yeah, yeah, yeah and the only source of heat is peat in a fire wow and i swear it was like being transported like five I, I could have never left that room. yeah it was That's amazing cool. wow um so we stayed there we visited edred hour distillery okay and then we uh went up to uh inverness for two days um, and drove up from Inverness. We visited um, Glenmorangie, Dalmore, mm-hmm. Tomaten. Um, so distillery visits and doing That's all cool. that stuff. And then uh, we did do, this was, I had to have to admit, this is one of the things I was most looking forward to. We did Loch Ness. Okay. <laughs> which was like a childhood dream. Uh, got on the was boat. It, really? it was. I mean, just like growing up when I was nine, I was yeah. I was infatuated with the Loch Ness, by monster. Loch Ness monster. You know, and uh, I didn't even know Loch Ness was in uh, Scotland. What? Yeah. yeah. Where do you think it was? I, th- I thought Loch Ness was they someone were? who was you know kind of locked up or something. You Loch. Know? Yeah, Loch. locked up. L O C H. I thought it was yes. locked up monster. When it really? Up. Yeah. Well, PSL, yep. bro. Yep. PSL. Dang it. Can I blame on that once again? <laughs> so we got to go <laughs> on a boat Scotland. and go on to Loch Ness, which was, uh, which, you know, that that's was cool. like a childhood yeah, thing. You know, it was good, awesome. Man. It was that's awesome. awesome. Um, and so we did Inverness, and then we stayed in Space Eye for five days. Uh, we were lucky mm. enough to stay at the Glen Farkless oh, wow. Distillery. Um, it's wow. an amazing company, um, truly family owned since 1836. Um, we were able to stay at a guest house. We stayed there for five days. Wow. Uh, did the Spirit of Space Side dinner. We did looking at barrels and yep. everything while we were there. Uh, but like we were having dinner with um, the owner, the, technically the owner's son. But okay. We had the owner's son. We had dinner with him and his family and his kids. And like that's awesome. This like you envision this grand, this grand thing, right? But it's, yeah. it's they're, they're families too. Yeah. yeah, you know. And I think that that's a, a connection that we we have. Mm-hmm. Um, to them, and so got to some distilleries to do dinner, and uh, was just it was still a work trip, yeah. but yeah, not one I'm going to complain about. It was, it was amazing. It was one of the <laughs> best life experience. It was once the best, one of the best experiences of my life, hands yeah. down. So cool. what did you bring back from Scotland? Um, we brought back a couple bottles. Uh, we brought back a signatory bottle, so signatory yep. Edward Hours under the same parent company. So. We brought back some signatory single bottle samples. Okay. Uh, we brought back some stuff from um, Glenn Farkless. Yep. Um, and a few other just like duty free. So did you do a barrel pick? We so we picked out we we were sampling barrels out there. Okay. And we didn't land on a single barrel, but okay. what we instead decided to do is we've done a three barrel vatting uh, with Glenn Farkless, and it comes from their Glenn Farkless 105 stock. Um, and so that's going to be coming in at 50%, and we're doing a large, about 360 bottles. Wow. Um, so we did a three-barrel vatting with it, and so wow. that's going to be really fun. So I heard that it has arrived at 
to Kentucky. Okay. Um, but we got about 60 cases of that coming in wow. soon. Wow. So we're, we're excited about that. So um, great distillery. They make great products. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to it. Hopefully Definitely. it will turn out great. That is cool. Well, yeah. Why is it in Kentucky? Is that what point of um, Yeah, my, my assumption is that so um, is So while Glenn Fargus' family owns, Sazerac is a distribution oh, company. Oh, yeah. okay. That's right. That makes sense. So. I couldn't remember which one I owned it. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, which yeah. It's, I'm sure one of them does. I got gotcha. you. I know yeah. Beam Centauri doesn't. That's about it. But right. <laughs> crossed it off the list there. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, but Glen Farkless is a great. They're they're a great distiller and a great company. They're and they're amazing to work with. And George Grant's an amazing guy. So. So when you guys do these barrel picks, how do you decide what to sell out of your market and what to have in the bars? Right. We'll we'll try to sell at least a portion of everything that we do. At the market. Okay. Um, certain picks, you know, we have done a bunch of uh, Old Weller 107 picks mm-hmm. nice. um, and Buffalo Trace picks. Those ones we'll do a pre-sale on for Whiskey Club members. Okay. Um, because we, you know, that if I were to put the 107 on the shelf, it'll go. It'll be gone. It'll be gone. And yeah. so we want to have it for the consumer. Absolutely. Um, on-premise. Yeah. And so we'll allocate a certain amount that it can go to off-premise and a certain amount that goes to on-premise. Yeah. Um, if I had to, uh, my guess would be like 70-30 or 60-40. Okay. Well, 60, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. 60, 40 to 70, nice. 30 will stay good, to on-premise. Yeah, nice. Um, because we good. wanted that longevity of being able yeah. to, to give it, to get in front of people. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and be um, able to go next door and pick it up. Is yeah. even, right. Uh, yep. Do that afterward, yeah. Exactly. Can, can they what? purchase from the bar or do they have to go into the market space too? Um, they can purchase from the bar. Okay. Uh, okay. But they can't purchase... We can't purchase from the bar. You make the, make the deal kind it's, of there. It's, it's, like, hey, sale, it's yeah. a sale from the market. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. I can go next door to the market, and I can bring it up, Yep. Okay. pay for it. That's, yeah, bring I'm the sorry. bottle to them. And bring the bottle to gotcha. them, okay. and, then they, That's can, what I and mean. then they can walk home with it. Okay. Cool. I didn't so know if they Fountainhead yeah. does not have a, a take-home license, yeah. but the market obviously <laughs> but does. So I'm just a, a delivery person. Yeah. You're just a third person in between. I'm just a third person. So I can make a sale at the market. Cool. Well, let me get your card. Here's the amount. Tab, go yeah. over there, run it, bring it back to them, and then they take it home, and they don't have to leave their seat. Okay, Perfect. yeah, that's it's, what. It's yeah, that's what I, th- I was hoping that yeah. they could do. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's perfect. Right. And there. what Bob isn't saying about <clears throat> Fountainhead too is that they have all these great selections, but also very fair price pours um, to go with everything. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, you know, the, and I have to commend you, Bob. Seriously, yeah. That is probably aside from if you really want something antique at Delilah's. Um, you guys have a very affordable pour. Yeah, that's that's um, that's that's been part of our, our even thing from, not from the on start. Really part of our nice eliminating Wednesdays, even including forty percent off, forty percent off whiskeys from four like to seven. A barrel pick, barrel Buffalo Trace, eight dollar old fashions. Yeah. yeah, eight dollars. Yeah, eight dollar old fashions. <laughs> yeah, five dollar highballs, and then all of our all of our whiskeys outside of. Um, a few bottles. A few bottles, stuff. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But everything else is forty percent off. So that's yeah, it's um, we, we always that's always been uh, I think uh, a concept too is to to have affordable pricing. Yeah, great. To get really cool stuff into people's hands and yeah. not gouge them. Yep. Yeah. We don't want to. I we, agree. Everybody's got to make a profit, but we don't need to gouge people. We want we want people to still be able to experience if they're on a budget. Well, it's great too for the brands to be able to like know they they can have cust- trusting customers come to your bar too yeah. and sit there. Right. And that's where you build, build develop those relationships, not for just your bar, but the brand themselves. Right. Absolutely. Do you find like this now? We're finally uh, experiencing spring here in Chicago. Do does your whiskey sales increase as the weather? 
I mean, people have the thing, whiskey's for the winter. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. I mean, at least that's the, the mindset. That's, yes. <clears throat> which isn't the case, at least for whiskey drinkers. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Do you experience an increase, a decrease, or does it flatline? I or? think it, I think, you know, I think that, especially like scotch sales. Yeah. Yep. Um, Burma sales, they're, they're probably the highest in the fall and in the winter. But, okay. um, you know, in the summer, on the roof, people are going more towards cocktails. Yeah. Hey, um, but for me, if I can, if I can, I try to at least have a few whiskey cocktails on that rooftop menu anyways. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, um, yeah, why not? that's our core, that's your, yeah. you know. And so if I can, and we mess around with them and make them light, lighter, mm-hmm. refreshing yep. maybe mm-hmm. for summertime, seasonal. Um, and I think, oh, I think... With opening up the rooftop and having double the, the seating capacity, naturally sales are, are going to go up. Yeah. Okay. So, but I would say that, that I would say, let's just say 60% of consumers outside of, you know, real, real whiskey fans, 60% yeah. of are more likely to drink whiskey in the fall, winter, and early spring yeah. than in the summer. Than in the yeah. summer. But, you know, it's always just about innovating and trying new things, which yeah, we've done exactly. in the past, too. You know, right? yeah. We figured out ways to bring whiskey into the summer you yep. know, yeah, scene as get well. A, get a, you know, whether it's, yeah, something that might be aged in sauterne casks or yeah. something, you know, yeah, that yeah. might be oh, super you light. You look at yeah. something like a Glenmorangie Nectar Door or something nice. like that, yeah. that, like, is really more of like a summer, Very spring, so. spring, summer scotch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, this way of putting those things on the menu up there that we can get in front of people. So, because yeah. yeah. I always want whiskey sales. Are you guys going to jump on the froze thing or the uh, <laughs> frozen cocktail thing? This is apparently the now. Bob the is shaking now. his head. No. Uh, no. You know, and the one thing we, we so a couple years ago, we did go to the rest, National Restaurant Association okay. show and we were looking into some of those frozen machines, but yeah. so many of them, they, they have trouble and I, it seems odd because I've seen them in a lot of places where it's hot out, but mm-hmm. I've heard what we were talking to them there and they were saying like, yeah, if it gets to like 90 degrees, like it might it might conk out. It might cut out. That makes sense, yeah. And when we would have to have it behind the bar, almost certainly. Yeah. Upstairs? The, upstairs, yeah. And and that area, when the heat gets going, that back bar gets gets extremely hot. Yeah. It's hotter than it is because it's covered. Yeah. So the heat's a little more condensed in. And so, um, <clears throat> I was just not, they're, yeah, they're, they're not cheap. <laughs> and so, no, yeah. no they're not we're cheap. Gonna, we're going to try to invest in something that's, yeah, it's just, yeah. No, and stick to what you guys do best. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'm not. I was hoping you would say no. 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 Yeah. No. Truth be told, that is not. Our, that is not our. Like, that is not our there. thing. Well, yeah. That's a cool place to wrap up because I know Bob has to get going here to uh, come. Yeah, I would. Uh, like yes, that. I do. But yeah, hey, it's been I, an hour and ten minutes already. This, the, yeah, I could have. Right? Yeah, time flies, man. I could have. Like, yeah, could sit here and hang out with you guys. We're five minutes on the street for the whole afternoon. You know, so I I appreciate you guys having me on. This was a blast. Anything else you want to promote? Love to do it soon. Um. Uh, Whiskey Wednesday, Memorial Day weekend, come and hang out. The rooftop will be open. Um, I don't have anything else off the top of my head right now. Um, Social media stuff? Um, Social media stuff, always follow us uh, at Fountainhead Shy on Twitter, Instagram. Um, Fountainhead Chicago, Facebook as well. Cool. Uh, we got our events going on always up there um, and doing some cool stuff. So Awesome. And make sure to drop it by and check it out, people, especially if you're visiting from out of town. It's definitely one of those spots. I mean, most people obviously stay downtown, River North area when they come to Chicago, but it's worth a quick brown line train up to there. And or even can, an Uber. Even an Uber. Yeah. yeah. Super yeah. easy to get there $18. and worth the experience. Get some cheese curds, get some whiskey, get some beer, yeah. hang out. Say hang hey, out, out in the yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, there, I'm there a lot, so... Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, be happy to hang out with anybody. Yeah, right. Be happy to hang out with Are anybody. You yeah, who, I want to uh, hang out with you. Who, come, right. who comes in? And, Can I get the key to the lake discount? Talk about right, exactly. <laughs> talk about whiskey and uh, and keep listening to these guys as well. I appreciate uh, this that. Is, uh, this is this is a blast, and you guys are doing some cool stuff. And Thanks, man. hopefully, it could get people. More into the whiskey community in Chicago and, and learn stuff and, and get to know other people and we know conversations. They listen to somebody that they've never heard before yeah. talk. They're like, oh, you know what? I might go check out that person. Then that's sure. cool, you know. Yeah. Um, so conversations like this will definitely help that. So we yeah, appreciate that. It's all. It's we're grateful for this. Um, Wilson, you're at three one two. M-A-D-E, 312 yep. made. And also at Union Horse Distilling Co., which oh, is the fine right. company you represent. Um, we are at Key in the Lake uh, on Instagram, pretty much. That's where we mostly find us on social media. And at keyinthelake.com for our podcast stories, photos, all that good stuff, kind of things happening all throughout the Chicago. And I, uh, as we kind of alluded to, I'll be documenting my process of going um, over to Australia to learn more about Star Wars, the company that I represent. So if you want to follow us through there. Uh, you'll see some pictures of wine barrels and whiskey drinking and whiskey making and <laughs> shrimp on the bob. Uh, I'll probably hey. turn with an accent, exactly. Right. Yeah, just like that. That was um, probably really bad to do. That was I'm great, sorry dude. About that. I'm sorry about that. Well, don't than, get bit by anything crazy out there. Yeah, right? that's true. No skateboard experiences. No. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Kangaroos kick. I'm gonna fight a kangaroo. <laughs> Mark those words. <laughs> Good words to go on. Uh, but other than that, guys, thank you for listening to us um, and having thanks. a great rest of your week. Thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Cheers, guys. <All> right. <laughs> You're going to play a kangaroo. Would you?